Son gets his Christmas break, we discuss it on the FPL surgery. Welcome back, listeners, to the 155th episode of the FPL Surgery podcast, recording on the 22nd of December 2019. Christmas just round the corner, and we are having to record directly after the Sunday games. That's right, uh, Son's kick-out means he gets a well-deserved Christmas break. He's played too much football anyway. We are back in the virtual studio with Stefan Horsrud as co-host. Welcome back, Stefan. Thanks. I'm pretty good here watching all of the football. And, uh, yeah, you've managed to watch five games. Yeah, said. five games. And uh, it's my third red card for Son since May, owning him. So uh, I guess that's some kind of record. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't I saw the too... stat. The, the, what was it? The stat Son, uh, Son is the first player to be sent off three times in a calendar year in the Premier League since Lee Catamo in 2010. So. Yeah. And you've been the victim of all of those. <laughs> well, yeah, not good. Uh, but it's harsh. It is I, harsh. I didn't captain him, so that's fine. Yeah, it's a bit of a hothead, isn't he? Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, so this week's guest, he has never finished outside the top 50k, has six top 10k finishes, three in the top 3k, and his highest being 1,232, and apparently one of the most underrated FPL managers out there. So welcome to the podcast, Tom Kaharski. Hi guys, nice to be I here. Said, yeah. I said your last name right there, didn't I? Was that- yeah, we can say that, yeah. yeah we all yeah, agreed yeah, to that yeah, before yeah, start. Yeah. 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 Well, welcome to the pod, mate. Yeah, welcome hi guys. To the pod. How, how are you doing um, so far this season? Are you, you getting on well? I'm getting there, yeah. Everything is going according to the plan. I'm uh, in top 50,000 right now, so uh, heading into the top 10k finish as usual. Yeah. So you're well above me and Stefan at yeah. the moment. So, uh, you have to listen yeah, to your so, advice this time. Yeah, we're, we're going to be listening to everything you say here now, Tom. I'm going to try um, to do my best, guys, yeah. So uh, just going to list the FPL headlines for this week. First one is, is there any point in using a transfer to change your keeper? Two is Mane and Salah double up. This headline from you, Tom. Three is good playing bench needed for Christmas. Campwell being a great example. Four will be uh, KDB in his new position, apparently. Uh, five is some replacements, or do we hold him? Uh, so just a few things to consider for this game week. And remember, listeners, you have until Boxing Day, which is Thursday morning, to finalise your decisions for the next game week. So that's half 11 Thursday morning. On this episode, as usual, we will go over the FPL headlines for the week, as I just mentioned. Go over listeners' questions. I'll have my piss break. Go over partner chat, captains and transfers. We won't be doing league tables because they won't have updated yet. And we get the guest top three picks. And then we'll finish on Alexa's Afterfalls. But first, let's briefly go through uh, how we got on in the last game week. Uh, going to come to you first, Stefan. What were your tactical decisions this game week? And who were your transfers and, and your captain? Yeah, so my transfers I planned last week was Rashford and Grealish in for Monet and Connolly. Uh, but I was uncertain come deadline because I knew that if I spent that money and didn't move for Ali at the same time, I wouldn't be able to got, get Ali. So I opted for the minus four to get Ali in for Pulisic. And that looked like a pretty decent move when I saw Pulisic was benched, but the end result wasn't that good. I kept Rashford and got 47 points. Uh, with the minus four so I, I went from basically basically a green arrow i think i, I dropped like five thousand places or something it's a non-week for me so so far 
Yeah, it's not too bad though, is it? I know we we discussed before this game week how you were gonna go for uh, McGinn just to enable you to get Ali and Tammy next week, and we're kind of going over. I was kind of behind it, thinking that you know maybe McGinn's gonna come back into form, and you know Grealish is the better option there. We, Have you we seen McGinn was injured as well? Yeah. Yes, yes. So this it, is what we're we'll never know get. how that would have ended, really. Well, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> never know how that goes, but it's it's kind of a, a lucky dodge there, isn't it? Well, not a lucky dodge, but. Doing the correct decision, I think more often than not, you should just go for the player which is the better pick out of the two. It was the same with Tillemans and uh, Madison at the start of the season. I went for Tillemans, yeah. totally failed, and Madison was just a better option. And more often than not, it is out of the two if you've got the choice. So yeah, kind of a kind of a lesson for everyone there. So um, yeah, Thomas. Uh, so I'm not going to call you Thomas. Tom, how did you <laughs> get up this game again? Um, I captain Rashford uh, finished with 53 points. Uh, my initial initial idea for this game week was saving a transfer and uh, bringing Son from the next game week, uh, <laughs> as I already had Good Ali and he he had already a good record record against Chelsea, and I had Rashford, Jimenez, and uh, Vardy, and good playing soup, which we're gonna mention later. So uh, I was about to save the transfer, but in the morning, something was saying to me that we need to have as many playing soups as we can. And uh, in order to get uh, some next game week, I needed to release some money. So I sold Trent for Aurier, but I benched him because uh, I was expecting goals in that game. So I benched Aurier. He was first on my bench. But I didn't bring some because uh, that would be minus four, and I decided uh, it's not worth it. No. So and it wasn't. Uh, so. It wasn't. That would be minus seven for me or something like that. So. Yeah. So you didn't yeah. don't own any Liverpool players at the moment. Uh, no, I saved. I saved Mane. Okay. I think he's a season keeper, and I only sold Trent because, as we know, Liverpool don't really keep clean sheets anymore and we are blessed with so many cheap defenders this season which are bringing decent points so uh, I think uh, Trent at the moment is too expensive he's still a brilliant player he will bring us uh, many assistant points but for now uh, next few game weeks I don't need him yeah, I think I agree, but I I was actually on my wild card this week and I've had an absolute nightmare. I actually got rid of Ings, even though I was going to hold him for this game week and then transfer him out next week. I captained Rashford, so I got lucky with that. I didn't captain Son, but I did bring Son in and yeah, he got that minus one for me. Finished below average by five points on 33. So I've moved down now to 729,000. So yeah, not a great week for me, but onwards and upwards, my team's built for the future, not just for this game week. So I'm hopeful going forward. Okay, let's mention our patrons this week. Firstly, thank you to all of our patrons. You really do give me the motivation to carry on and keep this up, especially when I've had a bad game week like I have. But we just have to mention Gary Horwood has uh, come in at the prize league level, Andy Portlook, Vince Poyle, and Ron Fosk are pledging at the highest tier, so they get an extra special mention each week. So thank you to them. If you want to join the FPL Surgery family, it will be at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. If you want to support the podcast in any way, there's lots of prizes that I give out every week, well, actually every month. Okay, back to the headlines for this week. Is there any point of using a transfer to change your keeper? So we had a question from Chris Tan at Chris Tan FPL was just saying, Tom is one of the best relatively unknown FPL managers out there. 
Great guest choice as per usual. So his question is, which set and forget keeper from game week 20 until the next wild card? So he's got Henderson, but he's eyeing up Pickford. And as I mentioned on the last pod, I really thought that Henderson was a good asset to have with all the stats that I listed for Sheffield. And in the end, I unfortunately chose Ryan just for variance. And I do hope that he will get more clean sheets going forward over the next 10 fixtures. But yeah, what were your thoughts on that? I'm going to come to you first, Tom. What's your thoughts on on keepers and who you go with Um, next wildcard? Through all of my seasons before, changing a keeper was never in my uh, plans. I usually stick with one with one keeper. or It used to be keeper's uh, rotation in, in a se- few seasons before, but now I'm just picking a nice, playing, cheap keeper who will bring me points through through the season. And you should you should really consider keeper uh, as a good choice at the at the very end of the season because as as we see at the moment, uh, lots of people were um, abandoning and selling Pope, but then uh, obviously he got spanked by Spurs and a uh, few games after he brought two clean sheets uh, in a row. Yeah, he got like nine and, in a row. Didn't he? Yeah. Exactly, and um, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't really. Uh, spend my free transfer on a keeper. That's why I'm sticking with Pope probably till the end of the season. Uh, and I think Henderson was a good choice because Sheffield, uh, they are a brilliant team and a really big surprise for me this season. And But their fixtures are coming uh, to a bad period. They're going to play some decent teams. Is it Man, Man City, Liverpool next still? So yeah, 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 they've got they've got Watford, uh, they've got Watford on Boxing Day. Yeah, but before then it's Man yeah. City so and Liverpool. After that, then yeah. they've got an easy game West Ham, another even easier game in Arsenal. <laughs> then they've um, got uh, Man City again. But after that, then they've got a good run of fixtures. So oh yeah, I reckon he's worth holding on to. Yeah, but uh, lots of people jump to Gaeta, who is a slightly more expensive but I think he's a good choice I wouldn't go there personally because I have Kelly and I think Kelly will be needed through that busy period uh, as 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 we've seen uh, this game week so we play, we all played Kelly and I wouldn't uh, feel good to double on Palace defense that's why I sticked with Pope and um I would I would even consider for someone uh, having Henderson to keep him in uh, he will get saves Maybe uh, another assist as this game week. Did, did they uh, yes, kept think. that assist? Yes, yes, the non-assist, the ghost assist. Absolute joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only place but, uh, you got that assist was in the FPL game. No other stats, sites, or anything <laughs> else that, that has that down as an assist. So, yeah, well, 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 seriously, <laughs> I think they, they were lucky, the owners, but well played either way. Unle- unless you are on the wild card where you're free to change your keeper, uh, I wouldn't be spending my tr- free transfer on, on changing the keeper. So, so you because, just wouldn't go there? You wouldn't change the no, keeper? Or no, just, just look at the standings right now. Uh, there is just like between Henderson, who's first, and uh, Pope, who is uh, eighth or seventh uh, on the list, there is just seven points different difference. Uh, and I think uh, overall, at the end of the season, it's going to be something similar. I think uh, Gaeta, Pope and Schmeichel, they all kept seven clean sheets uh, already. And I think there is not going to be a huge difference between the keepers because we had uh, injuries for Anderson and 
at least in this season. So all of the cheap keepers going to be there up top of the list at the end of the season. So it's not worth it. I, I always think it's really difficult to tell. Um, you know, if you've got a good keeper, which you know is going to get some points, uh, some game weeks, it's always hard to tell when they're actually going to have really good game weeks and switching between keepers. Like you said, yeah, it is difficult. I wouldn't necessarily be uh, like you are and wouldn't do it at all. If you think that, just say Ryan is just completely hopeless and they're, they're constantly conceding shots where he's you know, always conceding, not getting many save points, then I would opt to move away. I don't see it as a complete waste. Like if, he, if he were to move to creator, then I think he would have been up in points. If you look at his points the last oh, what, definitely, yeah. five game weeks, it's 8, 8, 10, 8, 2. So, and he, you know, he's only conceded the one in the last game. I would see it as if you know that it's the right option, then go for it. But if if you're happy with the type of keeper, for for example, Henderson, I can still see him getting points in these next few fixtures. Obviously, against City and Liverpool, you don't see any clean sheets, but you can see some save points there. And then after that, it should be okay. So yeah, I, I would say it's okay to do. What are your thoughts, Stefan? Yeah, I still think that Brighton's run from game week 20 until the second wild card is, is look, looking real good. So for me, it's basically a mathematical question because transferring out, say, Pope for Ryan is four points. And you will have to make up those four points from game week 19-20 until the second wild card. So if you're willing to take that bet that Ryan outscores Pope by more than four points, I don't see the big problem in making the transfer really. really. The problem is, of course, that it's hard to predict those points as you guys were mentioning yeah uh, but uh, but pope he's, he's still doing very bad when it comes to saves uh, how, how many goals he saves as compared to the expected goals he is supposed to let in and ryan yeah, is doing better so uh, there is a difference between the quality on in the quality of those two goalkeepers also you found a good chart recently didn't you which you posted to our slack channel do you want to just read kind of a few things from that in terms of the expected saves and how far pope is behind how far i think ryan and greater were up i think henderson was up on their expected yeah the biggest uh, points from those were that uh, guaita and ryan were both up three goals they saved three goals more than they should while pope was down six goals so he's let in six goals more than, more than he should. The same was Kepa at Chelsea. And everyone's been going on about how bad he has been so far this season. So I think there might be something in, in it that Pope really isn't that good of a goalkeeper. He used to be. Uh, previously, he was amazing. But yeah. I think after injury, he's not back to his uh, his best form yet. And I would agree with you that he's not saving them with the good uh, rate as he was doing that before but I think this game week he got one bonus points without even making any any saves in the game because uh, I think they uh, considered some passing of his uh, or something like that so thing, that's quite interesting yeah, the thing is that none of the burner defenders are getting any bonus points or BPS at all because none of them can pass, none of them can create chances, <laughs> none of them can finish. Uh, I don't think they even try. Yeah, yeah, no, I no. don't think that's what they've been told yeah. to do. So Pope, yeah. he doesn't do anything wrong when he doesn't make a save or doesn't make a pass. Or, yeah. So he just stands there and that's good enough for the bonus. So the, the thing is, I've been looking to make that Pope move out for a few weeks, but I, I can't do it. So I'm stuck with him and so far it's going okay. 
So Tom raised the fact that he wasn't going to go the Palace keeper because he doesn't want to double up on the Palace defence. I'm going to quickly come to you, Tom, then to you, Stefan, just based on doubling up on teams and at the back. I saw a friend of mine, Tony Barrett, actually tripled up on, I think it was Swansea, back when they had Williams and a few of them. I can't really remember if it was Fernandez or someone like that. But he flew up the league just the fact that he had three of those players and they just kept on getting clean sheets at the time what's your thoughts on ever doubling up or tripling up on defenders do you think the risk is too high Tom come to you Uh, it it depends what team it is Uh, I think we all used to doubling on Liverpool defence or maybe Chelsea before even or even City at some point but um Teams like maybe Sheffield is a different uh, different case because they play playing really well and uh, seen a lot of people uh, doubling or even trebling on their defense, which paid off in many games. Uh, even this game, we give someone would double or treble, that would be a brilliant uh, point. So um, I think Sheffield is an exception, but uh, teams like Palace, uh, Brighton, uh, Burnley, I wouldn't I wouldn't double on them this season definitely. And uh, we can we can say after uh, on this point of the season that we probably wouldn't double on uh, Liverpool uh, or City uh, as well because uh, they just don't keep clean sheets. So yeah, Sheffield, yes, maybe not with the fixtures coming, but uh, the overall the whole season, I, I would I would risk doubling on them or even trebling, but not on Palace, definitely not. Yeah, okay, well, that kind of answers infamous underscore FPL's question. It's just saying, is it time to double or triple up on Sheffield United players, looking at Lord Lundstrom, Hendo and, and Bulldog? So uh, just aiming that at you, Stefan, what's your thoughts on the doubling? Are you in the same boat as Tom there? Uh, so, sort of no, because I still <laughs> I held on to the Liverpool double defence with Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. And it's part because of my team structure and how I was set up and part because I still think they're attackers as well as defenders. And other than the cheap options in Lundström and maybe Sionju, also Kelly somehow, there aren't that many good options at the back at this moment, I think. So I'm quite comfortable holding a couple of premiums still. And I wouldn't really, if you say... Sheffield United, after game week 21, where they face Liverpool, yeah, they have a yeah. decent run you can double up on, but you, you increase your variance, of course, with doing that. And that move should maybe be if you want to climb the ranks rather than defend your rank. So it's more of a move for us, James, rather than... Yeah, than Tom. Tom. <laughs> who's, who's maybe Tom. maybe that's why I have a different point of view. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I'm, because, I'm trying to defend my... Yeah, and your strategy brought you up and... Our strategy exactly. brought us down because <laughs> Liverpool can't keep those clean sheets and it uh, it hurts e- each game week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we've covered most of that um, headline. So we're going to move on to the next headline, Mane and Salah double up. So this is a headline brought to us by you, Tom. I'm going to let you lead on this one. What's yeah, your thoughts th- on that? That's, I think that's going to be a differential for the next few game weeks because uh, a lot of people just ripped their midfield apart in order to bring um, two sports midfielders. And so a lot of was selling both Mane and Salah. I think Salah was gone uh, many weeks ago before his, uh, after his injury. So 
I've seen many good players selling Mane this week as well, which I think they will regret soon because for me, Mane is one of the players of the season and he's definitely a season keeper. So uh, Mane is going to stay for me for the rest of the season. But I was thinking that uh, doubling on him and Salah would be a big differential and I can do that quite easy. Well, now, now that Son is, uh, just FYI listeners, he is kicked out I think it was Rudiger and he's now got a red card so he will be out for the next three games I don't know if there are any cup games around that there isn't is there so it's all Premier League games so I think he is a move out so I think a lot of people will be moving either from Son to a Liverpool player now that you're touting that you're going to go for two then yeah, it's definitely a viable option. I'm so, yeah, I'm I'm seriously considering it. The the, the alternative uh, option would be uh, Man and Sterling because City still have good fixtures and uh, Sterling is he's not that uh, explosive as he used to be, but he's still bringing points. And um, my only concern with Salah is I'm not hundred percent sure, uh, despite Klopp saying that he is now fit. I'm not sure if he is. Uh, I think Mane is uh, he's in better form and he's much fitter than Salah. So, as I said, Mane must be there in most of the teams. But if I'm going to bring Salah, maybe not this game week, but uh, that's something I'm considering after after Leicester. No, so this, this is definitely something. I mean, I, I've looked at the Son out and then actually bring in Salah, but it, it will cost me a minus thought. And I just looked at it as they've just played 120 minutes in the uh, club, the World Cup, Cup, whatever it is, uh, which they've won. But are they going to be tired now? Who knows? Is there going to be a little bit more rotation? I think... It is worth waiting a week. What are your thoughts, Stefan? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, the Son red card changes the the meta game of FPL completely because whereas people were comfortable going with Son and Son would keep money like Tom, Son being out I think will lead to lots and lots of players getting in Salah, and I think they will be correct. So the the way to differentiate isn't longer to just get Salah. You need to do something more. And there the Salah plus Mane double up can be the real differential, sort of say. The, the only problem, of course, is that you can't captain more than one of them. And it's still a lot of money to have in Mane when you're just going to have him as a normal player and not a captain. That's yeah. my only, only drawback. But uh, if you can afford him. That's great, and I think keeping Mane or getting Salah would have been a great differential hadn't some been red-carded. But now that he has, I think Salah is, is going to be a mainstay in a lot of teams, and I, I'll t- I too will look at getting him in, even if it's for a minus four. Yeah, see, it does little things like this, like a red card like this, change the dynamic of how the FPL season goes now as a whole. Like Something like this can change everything. Bringing in the likes of Salah, taking a minus four or something like that just changes everything if everyone's going to be doing it as well. It's just... I mean, I am concerned for the fitness of Liverpool's team coming up. Like, yeah, they have just played 120 minutes. I do think Klopp will rotate a little bit. Yeah, he has got good assets to play in the likes of Shakiri and Origi. We've been over this loads of times, but they've also got a few tough game weeks coming up. Uh, I'm actually thinking of just waiting a week, though. Yeah, that's that's kind of oh, def- def- definitely not this game week. Yeah, uh, week after after Leicester, we can have a look about but, what's gonna. Happen. But what are you gonna do with Son if you're not transferring out this week? That's my problem, <laughs> we, and that's why we, I think we, we, uh, <laughs> you sort of need to do it now, either even though yeah, it's less un- away. Understandable, yeah, understandable. But and, I think and, we'll, we'll come to that when we when we get to Son replacements. Yeah. And just we'll one more through. short point on Salah. I think. 
I think he actually benefits from being out with an ankle in, ankle injury for a while because he was resting, sort of say, for yeah. a number yeah, of weeks. Yeah, he for ages, yeah. Yeah, while Mane played all the games. Mane played the longest in the summer, so he's really had no break since 2018 summer or something. So you could argue that Salah is fresher than Mane, and you could probably see that also in the Club World Cup, when Salah played all minutes and Mane got the, got the rest. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, but in the, in the final, was was Mane not playing uh, till the end and uh, Salah was subbed a bit there. Uh, Salah was subbed like one minute before and the, the final. Oh, just one yeah. minute, okay. So yeah. they both played the full. But Salah looks, when he's on form, he can play basically 90 minutes every third day. He's done it for, he plays sort of effectively. Okay, he does some sprints and stuff, but he's not. He doesn't do the big tackles. He doesn't do the clever running, clever yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. So I think he can play a lot, but of course, you run the risk that he will be benched for either game week twenty or twenty one. I think a lot of players will get the rest during those uh, those games. So I don't think you could put too much in it either. That's why we have we need to all need to have those benches. Yeah, uh, with uh, playing. Yeah, we we certainly need it if the likes of Rico is getting another yellow card and <laughs> Son is out. Yeah, so we, we do need a bench. So let's let's get to that headline and good playing bench needed for Christmas is a great segue actually. Uh, so Campwell was a great example as you put there. Do you want to? Take us away on this one, Tom. Just who do you need on your bench? Do you need to spend an extra 0.5 mil on there? Um, not necessarily. Well, I, this season we 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 really blessed with those. Uh, not maybe not anymore because they all ro- uh, rose in price. But we, at the beginning of the season, if someone jumped on them, uh, we all should be able to have like a decent playing bench with Cantwell, Rico, Kelly. Even then, Donker, who is playing more as a defender now because of uh, body injury, but um, there are players this season which uh, are not that expensive, and we need to have them now. I will consider selling Rico this game week um, oh, yeah. to someone like Holgate, despite they have uh, really good fixtures after. But I'm quite annoyed with him because before the game week, I've read few cherished supporters uh, saying that he's probably going to get booked because his family lives in Spain and he wants to have a play <laughs> for, for Christmas. And that's exactly what happened. So um, uh, I respect that's, that. I respect uh, that. So, he's done that. Did you see the <laughs> yeah, he, No, I didn't see what this So he basically did. just uh, didn't give up the ball after a throw in. So oh, he, nice. Yeah, so he, he, he wanted to, yeah. make, to get booked. Yeah. So, Love it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a great asset. He's only going to miss one game week. But I'm not sure how um, Eddie Howe will look at it because um, it's not really saying good about player. It's good that he's a family man, but we need a player who is fully committed, committed to his team. And Everton is bringing a few uh, nice assets to the table now. Uh, yeah, Hulk, Hulk is, a, is a good shout. Yeah, exactly. He really is a good shout. And I played the last what? He's playing really good. Games. Apparently, he's playing as a defensive midfielder as well. And uh, I've heard a lot of praises for him. And I think he will stay in the team. And four point four is a good place price to replace Rico with. And that's what I did this game week as well. I brought Aurier, even that I didn't want to play him, but I wanted to have him on the bench instead of Trent because I wanted to have a playing soup. So next week, I want probably. Holgate for Rico in only to have someone there in case I'm if I'm gonna need him. Oh god, such a luxury transfer, yeah. really, isn't it? I was just blessed, as well. yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
God, envious, so envious. I'm just no, but we do, we really need, especially this time of the year, we need playing soups uh, on all positions. Maybe a part of the keeper, but we need them. By the way, I love the way you're saying subs. You're, you're more or less saying soups, and I, I love the way that sounds. <laughs> yeah, I probably uh, living in Huddersfield, I should say soups. Yeah, uh, because, uh... <laughs> yeah nice. Well, so we had a question from FPL Vader, just saying for the festive season, do you think it's worth sacrificing 0.5? and a transfer for all three of your bench slots to be played. I don't think it's worth all three. I think having two is probably safe enough. I remember last year, I don't think I even went into my second bench player. I think I may have had my first once. So I'm not necessarily in the same boat as you in terms of thinking that we need all of them. I'm probably wrong uh, knowing having the experience which you've got. But last season, it wasn't as bad. Am I, am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't remember correctly, but I think it wasn't that bad. I think it was less rotation than people feared. Yeah, Thomas, T- Tom. I'm always yeah. I'm always a fan of having all three subs playing. Although you're right that the, the last one is 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 barely getting a chance to come in. But I don't know. I I, I like to be uh, safe there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only time we needed to play them all it was a blank game week last season. But still. If I'm if I'm able to get free playing soups, uh, I'm always trying to to have that just in case. Yeah, I, I agree with it in principle. You should have all three playing, but if you if you got the sun with a red card, you should focus on transferring and getting those oh, def- getting that money yeah. working and just play ten men one game week rather than spend the transfer on El Nene to the especially that his price will plummet now, yeah, now after that ban. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. uh, it's gonna be it might be a havoc during the Christmas time. Okay, I'm gonna move it on to the next headline now. So uh, headline four is KDB and his new position. Right, you raised this one, Stefan. So I'll probably come to you first. But a quick question for Mark at M Bison twenty two. With Bilva sitting back and KDB going forward yet again today, will Kev play in the front three for the rest of the season? Or is he just filling in until Dilva is back? So what are your thoughts on that, Stefan? Yeah, so I had a look at this and I noticed early on in the season, particularly watching that uh, early Spurs, Spurs game for Manchester City, that De Bruyne was really running the game and he was pushed way forward uh, in that game. So I kind of made a mental note of that to maybe captain De Bruyne when he faces a bit tougher opposition, which uh, ultimately led to me captaining him against Manchester United at home, and which failed. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's still the same pattern because both versus Tottenham at home, Everton away, Liverpool away. De Bruyne started and David Silva was benched all three games. And De Bruyne played really high up. Versus Chelsea and Manchester United at home, David Silva did actually start, but he was Kevin De Bruyne was still pressing further forward than David Silva, at least in the Chelsea game. In the United game, De Bruyne maybe dropped a little bit deeper, but he was still pretty attacking. And versus Arsenal away and Leicester at home now, we we saw De Bruyne being really advanced with David Silva out. So when they face the tougher teams, uh, De Bruyne should still be maybe one of the best captain options each each of those game weeks. He's playing, he's push, being pushed forward and he's just central to all of City's attacks. But versus the lesser oppositions, David Silva usually starts and he usually plays a lot further forward and more he's way more in the box compared to De Bruyne. So you shouldn't really just assume that De Bruyne is going to play further forward from this game on until the 
rest of the season. You should assume that David Silva will come back in the team, play versus the lesser opposition, and maybe even make David Silva an okay captain FPL pick for some game weeks. While KDB should still be trusted, maybe for the, with the captaincy when they play tougher opposition. So you're not going to captain KDB this week against Wolves, but when yep. they play against, say, Leicester, no, they just played Leicester. Yeah, <laughs> when they, they play, some, say, uh, maybe, Tottenham or... Maybe Everton at home in game week 21. Say he get to, gets a rest in game week 20, he can be a decent captaincy option in game week 21, I think. Just, yeah, to, make an, just, just to make an example of it. Yeah, but these good fixtures are maybe better for someone like David Silva. Is what I'm saying, given that he's back from injury. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to list the numbers for De Bruyne at the moment. Last four, he's still top for midfielders for shots of 16. He's uh, second to uh, Buendia from Norwich for chances created with 17 over the last four. And you just look at his stats over the season as well, just expected assists. He's miles ahead of everyone else on 9.6 expected assists. And uh, Trent is actually second on 5.2, which was interesting to see. He is just flying. He's right up there uh, in the front three. I do agree with Mark there. He is playing further forward. What are your thoughts, Tom, on De Bruyne? Uh, I think his new position it makes City better at the moment because he's in such a good form that him being practically one of the attackers is creating a lot of space on the wings, as we saw this game week. Uh, the centre-backs and, and Chilwell, they were so absorbed with trying to... Uh, stop KDB that Mares was just having so much space on, on that right side. Yeah, so as uh, as much as I love David Silva and I think uh, he's uh, probably in those two seasons where Huddersfield were in Premier League, he was the best player uh, I've seen live Huddersfield Stadium. I think uh, we need to start considering him being phased out from the team because he... Uh, is he leaving this summer? That's, last last year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think Pep will try to plan in advance. And I think it works with KDB playing so advanced. I think he's going to stay there because with his current form, uh, we can see that he is back to his best. And he's not just being uh, the best uh, crosser and best assister in the league. He's hungry for goals. You can see him going for those shots uh, every game and Pep must be aware of that and I think nothing will change. Obviously we will have a random game when uh, Silva will be introduced back to his position but I think most of the games, as long as KDB will be fit, he will stay in that advanced position because yeah, it's, be- it's, it's better for City. Yeah, didn't he hit the post in the last game as well? He did, he did. Uh, he, had, he had four attempts. Oh, I looked at the stats of the actual game. Obviously, City were all over Leicester throughout the game in terms of possession. They had 23 attempts to Leicester's five. And Mares got 10 attempts in that game. I thought that was, and then yeah, it was Jesus and De Bruyne just behind on four. But yeah, he's always getting the shots off. And as mentioned, still creating chances as well. Yeah, I was playing Soyuncu, Soyuncu and I was just praying that he didn't end up on minus points. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> I got away with a zero. Yeah. Dewana also created seven chances, which are highest in that game yeah. as well. So he's still a great captain can... option versus the bigger sides for me, not versus the lesser sides. 
That's my opinion. I, still th- I, th- I think he's a captain option every game. I, I think am. he's an, uh, I wouldn't call Wolves uh, lesser side uh, this season. So I think they are yeah, quite true. good teams. So I think my boost team had uh, captain on Rashford, but that was before today's game. And now I'm willing to change it to De Bruyne because I'm not sure about Ali either and Spurs. So I think yeah, the, I, the, I had De Bruyne, yeah. yeah, I'm tempted on De Bruyne as well. Yeah, if we're not going to hear anything from Pep, because I think uh, De Bruyne uh, came off with like a cramp at the end of the game. So if he's not injured, I would seriously consider him as a captain against Wolves because that's not going to be an easy game and he needs him there, Pep. Yeah. Okay, I think that's enough on De Bruyne now. And I think we need to go to one of our uh, main headlines this week is Son replacements. Who to bring in for Son, whether or not you're doing it or not, or whether you're going to hold. Going to move to you first, uh, Stefan. You've said a few things on Son. You think that, yes, he definitely should be removed. He is going down in price tonight, I believe. Everyone's transferring him out at the moment. What are your thoughts on that? Are you definitely removing? Who are you removing for? Who else have you considered? Yes, I won't say I definitely will remove him. It's too soon for that because we just had a couple of hours to think about it. But uh, I think I'm in a situation that a lot of people also are in that I can bench some for the next game, save my transfer and just play Kelly at home to West Ham. And that doesn't sound too bad in isolation, I think. But at the same time, I'm, I'm sitting at 10 million on my bench, which is dropping in value. Whereas all the other guys that I want to bring in for him is rising in value. And where you guys are saying maybe De Bruyne for captain, I think Salah will still be a better captain than De Bruyne this coming weekend. So my Even with that 120 minutes behind him, going to be tired? Yeah, he could be tired, but he could also play 90 and Liverpool can do really well. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not easy, uh, I think, at all, but I, th- I, I would like to use the some money to get Salah because I think Salah... I was maybe going to wait on him a bit, but now with this opportunity, I think I need to do it either in this game week or the next game week. Other replacements, if you want to go down uh, in in value, you can you have decent replacements in Ali, Richarlison, Grealish, Martial. Really? Uh, he did really great versus Watford today, I think. And <laughs> yeah, I think he did actually. Really? Yeah, he he created three big chances. I think had some shots on goal. He had some nice um, movement into the box where he shot. And uh, and I think although United didn't score today, I think the last twenty twenty five minutes after Pogba came on, they were actually pretty okay. I wouldn't wouldn't say Manchester <laughs> City like, but. But they created some chances and I think Martial being listed as a midfielder can still be a good value. I think that will be the uh, the title of the pod. Uh, United are pretty okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you you also have guys like uh, Madison. Uh, Even though he has Liverpool up next, he he should be a great option after Liverpool. And another crazy shout is to bring in just Pogba. That would be a hell of a shout if that pays off it. But yeah, he did look pretty active when he came on, tried to get forward. Wasn't quite working for United today, I don't think. I did watch the last bits of it and they just couldn't. They haven't got that creativity. I think Pogba is that missing piece for them. They just don't seem to know what to do when they're trying to break open teams and they're only seem to be good on the counter-attack. It's, it's been like the um, kind of narrative at the moment that all they are is a good counter-attacking team. It almost seems to be true. But yeah, what are your thoughts, Tom? Um, none of you guys mentioned Ali because probably you... you, you Already you have it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Most I think I said Ali, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, maybe I missed that, yeah. But I think uh, 
if we still think that Spurs should win those uh, good fixtures coming, uh, Ali can be some replacement if someone didn't have him already. I'm just not sure how they're going to look like without some in those yeah. three games because there is no no one really there on the bench to replace some. I think Lamella is still injured, so I'm not sure if Ali will take Son's position or something like that. That's probably something to see. I have Ali, so I'm going to keep him. Uh, he's a captaincy shout as well for this game week because Brighton's are conceding goals. They usually play better against uh, stronger teams, at least stronger on paper. So I, I can see Brighton giving Spurs a good game uh, this game week. But uh, yes, Ali, we already mentioned Mane and Salah double up. So if you can afford, you can go up to either of those Mane or Salah from Son. Sterling is an option as well uh, if we think that he's not going to be rested during the Christmas period. But I think he's uh, quite fit and uh, he should play most of it. Um, he's not that explosive as he used to be, uh, but yeah, he's still getting points. Uh, Richarlison, uh, he's one of their best player, players, but um, I think they they playing a bit better at the back. I'm not sure what Angelotti will bring to the team, and uh, if he's gonna if he's gonna leave it uh, as it is at the moment, uh, uh, probably Ferguson will be part of his team. So maybe not much will change at the beginning. So, but I wouldn't go there. I've seen people mentioning Pogba as well as you, Stefan, and it all depends if he's gonna try to get the transfer or not. Is he staying or not? Because if he wants to play, he can play. Uh, I think if he's fit, he plays, surely. So I... Yeah, we've seen him dancing at his brother's wedding when uh, he was marked as injured for FPL. So we never know if he's really injured or he just don't, he's not bothered. So, uh, and then Madison, of course, because after Liverpool, they have good fixtures as well. And uh, even down to Grealish. Villa is not, they are not playing well at the moment, but he's their talisman. He's probably their best player. And if they would do something in those games, he's going to be the one to uh, to be on points. Yeah, no, all good shouts. There's not really anyone there I can really list on top of that. I just think it does depend on the team. Stefan's looking at maybe holding and just playing a bench player. I do think that is viable. It is a little bit scary having all that money on the bench. But if you look at it in terms of if, if I was to hold this week, I could do a minus four, but potentially losing another good player. Or I could wait a week and then just, you know, you'll get more information on what's going on. And I could maybe move in the likes of Salah. Maybe I, I think that Liverpool assets are not going to be fit considering how much they've played recently or there's going to be a bit of rotation. It could be that. So there is various options to, to choose from. It, it does depend on a team basis. Would you make the hit for Salah or would you just downgrade him I, to a single I've considered transfer? it. Yeah, I've, I've considered it. It just it depends on... For, for me... I would be having to remove the likes of Abraham or Grealish. I don't really want to do that. I still think that both those players are good assets. And 
So, and that would be for a minus four. And I don't think that will pay uh, dividends. Even if I did get Salah, I just, I, I can't see him having a major haul versus Leicester. But you, you look how much City dominated Leicester in the last game. Maybe Liverpool can do the same. It's just, I, I believe in fitness and the amount of games played. So right after one another, I think that Liverpool are going to maybe hold back a little bit. And even if they do go maybe one nil up, Klopp does like to do his thing where he scores and then just gives players a rest or tells the team to chill out a little bit, get their second goal and then just relax. They don't tend to do what City does and then completely annihilate them and punish them. So I don't think you're missing out on much if you don't go this week. And I I was planning on going even until game week 24. Now I feel like Son is my trigger to to move a Liverpool asset in though. So yeah, it it does depend on on who you've got and where you're at with your team. If you were to to spend just a single transfer, which one of the guys we listed would you pick for Son? You need to help help guys here. Who would I pick? I don't know. I really don't. I'm really not sure I would. I've got Grealish. I've got Ali. Yeah, I've got De Bruyne. So if you've got enough for moving to De Bruyne, I think that would be definitely the, yeah. the best option if yeah. you haven't got him. Then you look at the other options in that particular price bracket. I don't think anyone I truly want going forward. I mean, I, I still, maybe Madison will be the one just because after this game week, they've got some semi-good fixtures. But yeah, I think it would be Madison. If, I ha- if you put a gun to my head, I think I would choose Madison. This is what's bothering me, you know, because if you got De Bruyne and you got Ali, it's like there's no real clear opportunity. It's not one guy you really think, oh, I need to get him. That's what's driving me towards the minus four. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why. Or wait a week and play Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> so there are options. Um, it's not an easy choice. Okay, going to move it to the questions from the listeners. So we've got one here from the Hitman from Slack. So we always start with our Slack questions. How many games should we give Ancelotti and Arteta in their new roles before we actually know their preferred starting 11? I'm asking as I'm afraid of hopping onto a player too early before we actually know who is nailed. Case in point, hudson Adoy with Chelsea earlier in the season. And I know that you raised Sadibi with me, didn't you, Stefan? Yeah. And I also looking forward, and spoiler alert, uh, it's one of your differentials, top three picks for this week, Tom. So if you guys are, are really considering these Everton players, do you want to back that up with uh, with reasons and, and why? Uh, Tom, Tom I'll, I'll go to you first. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, as you mentioned, City Bay is one of those players uh, which are looking quite interesting, uh, especially that Everton under Ferguson uh, look quite decent at the back. And he's not just a defender, he's one of the Dinier kind of players. He's really good crosser and he can come up with assists. I think his price is only 5.3 or something like that, which is not that bad. You're correct. At the moment. So I, I would say if I'm not going to go to Holgate, uh, I, would, I would consider Sidibe, but I think it's a bit too much for him being only a soup on my bench. But he's definitely someone to consider. And as I said, I think Angelotti is experienced enough that he's seen in the last three games, Everton did good things on the pitch and he won't change much for a while. So I think Everton will keep mostly the same uh, uh, 11 or the same players who, which played in the last two or three games. Yeah, you, as you, for- you can do that. But then you've, if you've got that player in and then he looks to change it, 
then you're going to have to make another chancer, aren't you? Especially if you've got the emergencies like Son getting a red card coming up or any injuries at all, then it's going to be quite annoying. That's why that's why I would go to Holgate rather than Sidibe because he's uh, much cheaper and having that 4.4 who if even he if he will lose his place it's not going to be so important to uh, fix that issue straight away if that would be Sidibe who is more more expensive uh, but definitely wait with Angelotti maybe you don't need to wait that long I would say one or two games just to be confirmed that he's keeping with the same style, the same team as Ferguson was playing. But with Arteta, sorry, James, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be bothered even wouldn't, looking at. Any, 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 any. No, no, I don't think. I think he, he, yeah, I think he made a mistake. I think it's a, it's a, it's a move for the future, and no one knows what should be done there at the moment. Uh, it's a, it's a bit. Everything is all over the place. Yeah, Arsenal will stay away no matter what. We don't even need to discuss yeah, them. whether or not it's manager or how we're playing or whatever. It's they're a stay away. I don't think anyone needs to go anywhere near Arsenal. Um, Aubameyang's fallen off a cliff completely for FPL option. But move, moving to Everton, back to you, Stefan, on your Sadibi. So, what were your thoughts on him and yeah. uh, Everton options? I like him. He's he's very attacking. He's usually pretty good on the bonus points and. I think Everton is going to be more solid now with Ancelotti in. And I think Everton is going to keep... They don't have that many players, so they will probably play the same guys that they do today. Plus or minus a couple of guys, maybe. So I don't think it's that hard to jump on some Everton assets, given that they have pretty decent or good fixtures, except the City game. So I think uh, you can you can take a chance on them, and it wouldn't be that big a risk for people being benched suddenly. I think I think at least... Digne and Sidibe and Richarlison will be in that team and will play. Maybe Moise Keane can get a start ahead of somebody, but I'm, I'm not sure about that. But the rest of the team is pretty set, I think. Arsenal is stay away, I, I agree with Tom. See, see I am I mean, like you discussed briefly uh, Sidibe with me just via WhatsApp, and I just said, well, yeah, he, he may look a good option at the moment, but you just don't know what Ancelotti is going to do, whether or not the club captain Coleman is going to come back in and play. Maybe he likes Coleman in training better. Uh, Sadibi doesn't look too bad at the moment, but you know you just don't know what's going to happen with a new manager's thoughts. So I just think it's too much of a risk. I, I agree with the hitman there. I think it's just to stay away from both teams for now. Even the likes of Charleston, he may change up his position. I just would be a bit unsure. And like Tom said, maybe wait a couple of weeks and then we might know a little bit more. Going to move on to the next question. Uh, one from Mad Hatter is saying that Connolly, Greenwood or Martinelli as a third budget striker, which looks the most promising going forward? So Stefan, out of those three? I think Connolly looks most nailed on for minutes, but he's more expensive so and is not nailed in the team. He was out with injury now and he came on in the second half. And before that, he's usually been starting when he was fit. So I think maybe Connolly should play a bunch of games and that's why I would pick him. But if you need the extra cash, I think just go for Greenwood. He'll he'll get some minutes here and there and he's dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would go for Greenwood as well. Martinelli, he's played the last two. It's under Lundberg. He seems to be playing the youth team. We don't know what Artes can do. So yeah, I think even at 4.5, even though he does look good the last couple of games, got a couple of chances. I just don't think that you should go there quite yet. Tom, what are your thoughts on those three? 
I agree with you guys. I think Connelly is the best option uh, from those. And I think Brighton will have some good fixtures uh, for a while, a part of, uh, I think, Spurs and Chelsea. But we're not sure if he's going straight back to the team, uh, if he's going to be a starter again. So me personally, I wouldn't go with any of them. And uh, obviously, Ars- we said that Arsenal is no go. Although I think Martinelli is a good player and uh, maybe in the future he will play a lot, but not at this point of Arsenal uh, situation. And Greenwood, I'm afraid that he may lose uh, minutes as well because he's not playing much. But now when potentially we have Pogba back into the team, there's going to be... Uh, other uh, players making... Uh, I don't think he will get as many minutes uh, as uh, he should have because I think he's a good player. People comparing him to Van Persie. If he would play, I think he would be the best from those three, but we don't have any assurance with any of those. Potentially, Connolly will get the most minutes, but I wouldn't go for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay. I agree also with going for none of them because in my... Uh, Minus four plans for Salah. None of them are includes downgrading a forward to either Conley, Greenwood or Martinelli. But I've wildcarded recently. I've decided to go for the five across midfields. My choice was between Dendonka and Greenwood. So out of the two, Dendonka and Greenwood, who would you choose? I suppose it would be Dendonka because he's getting the minutes. But you're more likely of goals, even though Dendonka has scored recently. In fact, in, in one of the cups and in the league. But... I went Greenwood over the two because he was just cheaper and it enabled me to get more elsewhere as well. What are your thoughts on going between the two, Stefan, Greenwood and Dendonker? I still think I would have uh, held Dendonker because I like the six million options in attack more. I like uh, Puki and Ings, for example, even Mopé or Mopé or how you pronounce it. Yeah. I, I like those much better than the midfield options, you pretty much only have Grealish now and that's the only budget option you would want, I think. Yeah. And uh, Tom? I agree with Stefan. Uh, we have more options uh, at this price in uh, attack. So I would, I would, I would get Dendonker and he's, without Bolly, he's going to be playing all, all of the games because he's playing as, uh, as, as a defender right now and he can score goals as well, so... Okay, yeah, great point. So, so moving on to uh, another question from Mark at M. Bison, just saying, should we bring in Danny Ings and Mr. Consistent Jimenez despite their bad fixtures? Um, I think Danny Ings is one of the players which I'm regretting not to have. Yeah. Um, as same as uh, FPL General, uh, I was thinking he's not going to be able to play all of those games because he's he always been so injury-prone. Well, he's just uh, showing us that he's in form of his life. Every practically every game, they not they are not a good team, but every game he's uh, there and uh, he's he's that talisman. He will score if they will score. He will score, and every game he can score a brace. So he's a good option to bring, despite the fixtures. Yeah, if we think that he will keep his fitness. And Jimenez, I just, I just love him. I think he's one of the best strikers in the league. I, I'm still confused and uh, surprised that none of the big, bigger teams went for him because I think he's perfect striker for even for City. He's uh, just all round striker. He can uh, create. He can assist. He's strong. He's always fit. He's in my team. I think I will keep him. I was considering uh, changing to Tammy 
but I think I'm gonna keep uh, him and us despite the fixtures. Yeah, um, just love him. Yeah, he's a decent asset who I've again not got, and I have just removed Ings fit slippery nipples there. But I just I have no idea why I didn't keep him for this week at least, and then remove him. I just I yeah I didn't want to book in a transfer on my wild card, so it was yeah. I but do big regret Ings at the moment. I'm thinking about if I I can actually remove Tammy to bring back Ings and then. Bring in Salah for Son for a minus four. I've looked at that option. Don't think I'm going to do it, though. Yeah, Sorry. So, so my option uh, for a minus four is pretty similar to yours, maybe, except except Danny Ings. I'm looking maybe at Pookie. He should be on that list as well because he's also a guy that's been consistently delivering lately and he faces Aston Villa, which can't defend at all, which <laughs> Danny Ings just showed this weekend. So, but, oh, but I, I, you tend to me as well, though. Yeah, I wouldn't really bring in Jimenez this game week. Maybe wait a couple. You don't need to bring him in before City and Liverpool. And Danny Ings, I don't know. I, I, just like Tom said, I, I've been burned by burned by him all season. Never just never got around to him. So I don't know if you should get him now or never. I have no clue. Maybe you should wait until game week twenty six, where he has another golden patch of great green fixtures but for now i don't know how we can stay fit during the christmas he shouldn't stay fit he should be injured yet again i can only just do that move <laughs> with, with pookie yeah. and tammy for salah oh god it's tempting i mean i can allow son to fall because i bought him for 10 mil and he's gone up to 10.1 so he'll move down to 10 mil once he falls and that's yeah, my certain price. Yeah, that is the tempter as well. Ings, Pookie. I, I, I agree with you as well. I don't think Jimenez is a bringing, but he's just been so consistent. Yeah. He just can't score against anyone. Right, let, let's move on to a couple of other questions here. So so we've got a couple of wildcard ones here. Again, Mark M. Bison, third question he's asking here. So how many uh, game weeks uh, do you plan for on your wildcard? Is it six to eight or 10 to 12? What about you, Tom? How many game weeks do you normally plan for on your wildcard? I think as many as you can, but uh, at least five. Wildcard is something you need to really spend some time on uh, planning. And uh, I've started playing Sky a few seasons ago and uh, I learned a lot, not just planning your transfers uh, for the next one or next two gamings, but planning them ahead for like maybe one or two months even. And I'm trying to do the same for FPL. So if you on wildcard right now, try to do make a team which you think will be able to play for you for at least four or five game weeks without any burning problems to fix because you will get those problems anyway, as Son just proved today. So uh, plan as far as you can, at least five, six game weeks. Yeah. You can plan uh, for more, but a lot of different things will happen and uh, it doesn't really make sense but five is minimum for me. and uh, any any must-haves on the wild card this week if you were to play it this week uh, definitely Jamie Vardy I think he's a season keeper and uh, Lord Lundstrom as well I think he will be there he's basically having another midfielder which you can play and you can get extra points for his clean sheet so 
the problem with him is at the moment that his price is way higher than uh, he started. So I think he's still worth it. I um, think he's still yeah, I think he's still worth it. He's always there in uh, every game. He have a chance to either assist or score, and they are such a solid team. So they will get few more uh, clean sheets as well. So I think. Uh, Vardy, Lundström. I would say Menes as well, uh, considering his price. He's not that explosive as other players, but he's consistent. I think he proven before that he can play against bigger teams as well. So I would consider him Menes um, one of Liverpool uh, midfielders. Personally, I'm I'm thinking Mane is better uh, this season. I think he's fitter than Salah. They will uh, get different holes, probably not the same game week. So, you, But you need to be patient with them. So if you're going to get one of those, don't try to swap him to the uh, other one if you're not going to get those points because they will both get a lot of holes until the end of the season. So definitely one of the Liverpool midfielders as well. And I think that's it. There's yeah. not that KDB? many other players. Oh, KDB, obviously. <laughs> But that's something which I, I didn't even mention because we, we discussed it and I think he's, he's there. When you click uh, create a new team, I think he's there as a placement. Uh, he's not, he should be there in, in all of the teams as long as he's going to stay. Yeah. Uh, stay. Um, Stefan, game weeks, plan for and your must-haves on your wildcard this week. Yeah, I, I probably plan too far ahead this season. So uh, I'm getting too much caught up in a way to a distant future rather than focusing on the here and now. So I would caution myself <laughs> to to not plan that far ahead. Uh, maybe keep it to four or five game weeks like Tom said. But on the game week 20 wildcard, which is after this upcoming game week, I would really just focus most energy on the Liverpool assets and how you're going to manage or navigate the potential game week 24 double. Or if it's not a game week 24 double, how you're going to load up on Liverpool from game week 25 and then go on a golden gold run along with some other teams. So in my wildcard, I would have done pretty much getting all the Liverpool players in right now. Or, or in the game week 20. So I would just do triple Liverpool, triple Leicester, KDB, maybe uh, Tammy or Jimenez, Spurs asset, something something like that on a, on a wild card. Just focus on Liverpool, Leicester and ride the green fixtures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, I'd say my must-haves would be KDB and uh, Lundstrom. No one else has a must-have. Don't even think Vardy is because uh, I've moved away from him. I'm hoping he's going to go on a drought. <laughs> just not, <laughs> just not going to happen. Deluded myself there, right? So we've got long pod now. So just going to move through some quick questions here. So got one here from DJ Newton. Has just put my question to Thomas or Tom as we're calling him in this pod. So Ings or more pay from game week twenty one to replace Abraham? Uh, both players are. Good FPL assets, but with the form of his life, I would go Ings as long as he stays fit. Despite the, I think Brighton have slightly better fixtures coming, uh, I would still go Ings at the moment. He's more explosive, and uh, if he stays fit, he's, he's going to be there and he's going to come uh, with points every game. Yeah, we'll we'll just ignore that you answered that one over Twitter and not over the pod. Um, but this is your first pod so we do forgive you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on so another quick one here so fpl classico is saying uh, would you play madison against liverpool at home or grealish against norwich at home this game stefan who would you play 
I would play Grealish because I'm stuck with my double Liverpool defense, so I wouldn't want to bet against them with Madison. I think I would do the same, Tom. I would do the same as well. Future Fossil, Andy Lake M, has put Aurier or Vertonghen? Um, I brought Aurier, and I think both are good options, but I just don't like Vertonghen as a player. I think he's a dirty player. (laughs) I think uh, Aurier is the crazy one. He can either uh, assist, score, or get sent off. (laughs) But Vertonghen is one of those players uh, who are always trying to do something wrong during the game and he's never been caught uh, so I don't remember when last time he would he was sent off boys usually pulling someone's shirt or trying to kick someone and avoid referees uh, caution and uh, I think but they are both good options and I think they are around, around the same place at the moment why I went Oreo yeah I think um, maybe Jose's just taught Oreo a bit of a lesson and uh, tell him how to be a real player and I think he's going to progress well I've also got him in my team and Stefan out of the two yeah I got Oreo as well it's more attacking that's basically it yeah. okay I think I am bursting for a piss so it is time for the Arsenal's piss break Okay, welcome back from the piss break. Uh, so let's move on to our partners chat. And uh, Mikhail Tokvam's algorithm uh, this week is suggesting Eva moves Sterling to Salah, Abraham to Puki, but that move has got bad timing written all over it. He says, the question is whether to wait with Salah for another week or not. Sterling and Salah have basically got the same point estimate this game week, which means holding is a superior option if no price changes happen. The benefit of holding is to be able to manoeuvre next week with more information. So if you want uh, more information on that, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. Some great stats on there. And I think if I went with his suggested wildcard, I would have been ahead of this game week. So that's really hurting. Uh, We are also partnered with uh, Fantasy Football Hub and have been given an exclusive sign-up offer of Surgery 10. If you go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, you can sign up there for 10% off. And we are also partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles 1 on Twitter. Go check his drawings out there. Made a great one of me dressed as Woody for some reason, which really enjoyed. Uh, right, we're going to move on to captains, captains and transfers. So, Stefan, what are you thinking? Uh, I said some of it. With Son gone, I need, <laughs> yeah. I need to do something with him or I just need to wait another week for him. So I could just play Kelly and have basically no bench. I will have then Donker still on there, but he's, uh, I don't want to play him and I don't want to play Soyunju at home to Liverpool. Uh, so that could cost me. Uh, I could transfer out Son for Sala, which is the thing I probably will do if I transfer out Son. It will cost me another hit, but okay, so be it. Uh, when a red card happens, I think you can afford a hit. Uh, There'll be a lot of hits this week, won't there? Yeah, I suddenly started doing with the hits, and it hasn't gone well, and it probably won't go great uh, either, but yeah, I still have some time to think about it because uh, Son is dropping, but as you said, I also have no value loss in him dropping once tonight, so I can buy myself some time and look at the options. 
the problem with Salah is I think he's going to be highly owned and I think he can hurt me over Christmas now. And I would really like to have him against Leicester because I know he plays them. If I wait until game week 20, he might be benched against uh, Wolverhampton. So it's, it's, it's not good to bring him in and watching him be benched either. So it's a tough one. Uh, I like Pookie though. Pookie, maybe as an enabler. I think Pookie yes. in could be uh, good because Villa is, is, I think they're now six goals worse off than the second worst team in expected goals against. If the numbers from StatsBomb are correct. Yeah, there are six goals, almost six goals behind West Ham, which of course had one less game played. So I think uh, Pookie can have another party. <laughs> yes, uh, it's tempting me as well. Okay, great. And who is your captain? I have no clue yet. Good, good, good podding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, if you have to, if I have to know, who's your um, bus captain on? My know. bus captain was Sun, but I guess I have to uh, remove him from that uh, before <laughs> yeah, I go my, to bed. My bus captain <laughs> yeah. was, uh, so the thing is, the bus hit Sun and not me. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, who's I, it on now? If, Come on, if, I have I, to if, I, if I have to choose right now, I maybe would have put it on Rashford, but I may also get rid of Rashford to get Salah. So that's not a good help. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say Rashford for now. Right. Okay. Going to move on because you know you're boring everyone. Yeah. Uh, Tom, captains. Captains. Uh, my bus team captain is on Rashford, the vice is on Ali, but it was before today's games. So I need to watch the United game highlights because I missed the game. And I'm not sure if I'm going to leave it on uh, Rashford. But uh, Ali got no shots and no I know, chances I know. created. I exactly. Okay. So uh, I have the option to upgrade Ali to Salah straight away, but that would be doubling on the Liverpool midfielders. I only have like 3.8 in the bank, so I'm, I'm there with that option. But I think Ali have a good fixture. I will give him one more week to prove himself. And uh, I don't have any, any uh, urgent fires to fix in my team. Oh, yeah, you're going to do Rico out for... Uh, yeah, that's that. Game. That's what I was considering, but I'm not sure if that's not the waste of a transfer because there's going to be another uh, son emergency and probably soon something's going to happen. And maybe I should save it and then... Uh, because uh, I would like to have a look on uh, Liverpool after that travel, so... Uh, I'm, I'm, I have money, and I will seriously consider uh, captaining De Bruyne against Wolves yeah. because he is in such a good form. So um, I, I probably gonna, I'm either gonna keep. I definitely not gonna get Salah this week. So either I'm gonna save the transfer or I'm gonna upgrade Rico to Holgate, which I'm not sure if that's worth. Luxury transfer. Yeah, yeah. it's luxury, and and uh, Cherries have some good fixtures after that game week as well. So. Everyone, all the listeners at the moment are hating you at the moment. You're so <laughs> high up. You've got a luxury transfer to make. You've got no particular problems. You haven't got some. Uh, because I'm planning uh, in front. Why do I bring you on? <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones which didn't brought some. So that's why I'm uh, happy and I can plan forward. Okay, so my team, I am thinking a lot of things at the moment. I was going to save a transfer this game week, but now... Son is out. Potentially going to hold uh, because I don't really want to remove any of my other players in terms of Tammy, Rashford, Grealish. They're the potential options I can move out to upgrade Son to the likes of Salah. But I 
think I could hold and then just do it next week, get more information. But is that more information even going to help me? There is the likes of Pookie or Ings. I could move down Rashford or Abraham to. So I am considering that. So to sum up, I'm all over the place. Uh, I've just wildcarded and I hate life. But uh, I do think that I will be captaining either Rashford or De Bruyne. Uh, so it is between the two. I'm not confident with, with Ali captaining him. So it will be between those two. And yeah, not really sure. So if you had to nail me down on one, it's on Rashford. Okay, so um, we're not going to do the league this week as it hasn't quite updated. But uh, I know you've been talking to the number one, Stefan. So do you want to list who is our number one in our public league? Yeah, it's Theodor Ekbakke, and I got some interesting fun fact from him. It, uh, it's, mm. a, it's a team that now, now sits in 12th, I think, if the live rank is uh, correct. Yeah. And he, he plays that team with his two-year-old son. So he has a very bright... Uh, so cheating. Bright he's, FBL he's talent. Yeah, he, he plays it with his son. So he said he makes uh, he lets his two-year-old makes, uh, make 50-50 transfer decisions and captain decisions and... It's working so far, so keep it up. <laughs> he might catch Magnus Carlsen, which is also from Norway, so he might be top one in Norway. Yeah, doing well. The Norwegians are doing well as usual. Um, right, so going to move on to guest top three picks this week and top three differentials. So, Tom, give us your top threes. Okay, guys. I think my differentials would be one of City Band Holgate. It- Depends how much money you would like to spend on them. I think Jimenez, especially keeping him, I think it's going to be a differential because people are looking at the fixtures and they're going to sell him. So for me, keeping Jimenez would be a differential. And my third one would be Cantwell. I think uh, Norwich playing better at the moment and him and Pukki are the only ones who are bringing FPL points and he's playing Aston Villa. So with all of those stats, uh, Stefan mentioned earlier, I think he, I, I can even, con- I, I will even consider playing him uh, instead of Madison. So I can even ma- bench Madison and play uh, Cantwell again because I played him this g- game week and uh, he did good. And uh, against Aston Villa, I think he can do the same. So that would be the differentials and most have so the, the top players, I would say, uh, as we already discussed uh, a lot this spot, KDB. I think one of Liverpool midfielders, I'm with Mane. I, I, I keep thinking that Mane is uh, in better form this season. And um, I think Lundström playing against Watford, he can get us points from different areas. So... There is a big chance for a clean, another clean sheet for them. And uh, Watford can always concede a goal. And he's always there about when it goes for Sheffield goals. So, yeah. Yep. Some great picks there. Yep. Our feedback box. So we've got FPL Teach Mode has given us feedback here. He said, only started listening to the poll a few weeks ago and really enjoying it. Keep it up, boys, and Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you, Teach Mode. Thank you for the feedback. We've got some other questions here as well. So Planet FPL Podcast has put, so that's James from Planet FPL, who I met at the meetup of the FF Hub meetup on a week last Friday. Does at FPL Doodles know how big the Iceman's arms are. I just wanted to read that out just because it was about me and I just wanted to read it out. So we've got another one here from who got the assist at who got the assist underscore FPL who also organised that Friday meetup. So thank you again, Tom. He's saying, what would Tom do to the logo if you let him loose? 
I'm sure he looks at designs in the FQL community and is like, and he's put up a really shocked face. He's also saying happy Christmas, boy. So happy Christmas to you, Tom. So Tom, what would you do to our logo if you could change it? Uh, I would do all sorts of things with the logo. Ooh, uh, the, the first, yeah, not not in the bad way. Um, <laughs> I think that the, the biggest mistake with which most people in the community are making with their logos, they're looking at them uh, uh, when they are uh, zoomed. So they're looking at the big view of the logo, but then considering that most of the time is spending on Twitter, the logo is just only a small avatar or icon. And you need to co- you need to have that in mind when you're changing the logo or designing the logo that it needs to it needs look be the same. It's small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So simplifying it, making it looking good when it's big or when it's small, if it's small, even uh, Considering having some kind of signet or just like um, uh, one letter for it, for just for the avatar on your account, because that's always looks good when it's small. And if you if you're reading your timeline, um, you see all of them great. Some of them are great logos, but you can only see how good they are if you're gonna click on it. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I like them. I like them. Uh, I, I love them looking good in every aspect. So. In, every, in, in large and small. Yeah, I exactly. can see, see your point there. So afterwards, we will talk further, and then you will design us a new logo. So thank you, Tom. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> right, so we've got Alexis Afterthoughts. Normally, we play this at the end of the pod, but um, Darren's been moaning that no one's listening to it. So I am going to play it now for everyone to hear. So bear with me for Mad Hatter's Alexis Afterthoughts. Alexa. Are you feeling festive yet? Absolutely. Check this out. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, apart from Mad Hatter creeping downstairs when he thinks nobody knows to watch porn in the dark. Shh. Don't worry, I won't divulge anything else. Bestiality. Oops. <laughs> so, this week sees DDG showcase his catching ability, Sun sees red, and Lampard provides his old boss his first loss. My captain pick for next game week is Rashford. I'm hoping for a response from United after that shite show. That's enough from me. Good luck next game week and have a fantastic Christmas, everyone. By the way, Matt Hatter, I know what presents you're getting. Don't worry, I'll leave it as a surprise. Inflatable barnyard animals. Oops. Up the pod. <sighs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Up the pod. <laughs> Up the pod, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, so I'm just going to thank Tom for coming on. I appreciate you coming on. You've been great. Just if people want to contact you, Tom, uh, your Twitter. Uh, it's not an easy one, again. It's a future design. Just put it on the comments somewhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it'll, it'll be in the tweet, so you'll see it in the yeah, tweet. No so, worries. So, yeah. yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It was uh, a great first pod. In, uh, maybe someone else would like to have me as a guest. <laughs> again, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and, yeah, Stefan, thank you again for co-hosting. I suppose normally Pete comes to me and says, have you got any wisdom? And then I, I never have any wisdom. So... How should we exit the pod with you on the pod? Um, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I don't have any wisdom in this game at the moment. So maybe, oh, don't, maybe don't do as I say man. and don't do as I do. 
Good, good advice. Yep. So if you liked what you have heard today and would like to support the podcast, please do so at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery podcast lead. The code is CCCJK2. Check out our website at fplsurgery.com. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Twitter at FPL Surgery. Subscribe on iTunes and please just give us a rating. It really does help. And if you want to email me, info at fplsurgery.com. Hope you all have a great Christmas and your arrows are green in the game weeks coming up and up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Happy Christmas, yeah. guys. Merry yeah. Christmas.